Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And welcome to the free kick. I'm your host, Martino Puccio. Alongside me is Gio Cozzolino. We're going to be breaking down some of the top five league matchups around Europe. And we're going to get into Barcelona, Real Sociedad. Gio, Leo Messi again coming off his sixth Ballon d'Or. Absolutely killed it this weekend. I don't know if you caught the game. He was just absolutely unbelievable. He was creating. He was scoring goals. Um, he's going to be well-rested for this one against Sociedad because, as we found out this morning, that Barcelona isn't going to be bringing a lot of their guys against the matchup against Inter in the Champions League uh, this week. And you know what? I, I just find that very scary if I'm a Real Sociedad fan because I, you don't find Leo Messi rested that well. And this week, when you face him, and, and just the way he's been playing, we, we have noted that Barcelona as a whole haven't been playing that great. But Suarez and Griezmann had two really nice classy goals on the weekend as well. But this is all about Leo Messi, one of the best players in La Liga. Again, five games less than every one of the top scorers in La Liga. And who's at the top? Leo Messi. Gio, first, I just want to talk about the greatness of Leo and what he's been able to do just, you know, not only throughout his career, but just this recent stretch of just literally carrying Barcelona that we've never seen him do before. I mean, what what can you take away from it? Yeah, I mean, Messi's one of the greatest of all time, and he's going to go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, who, according to whoever, you know, you talk to, you all have your own opinions uh, and biases and whatnot, but Messi's an all-time great. I mean, he's putting on a classic this season when he's healthy, and as long as he remains healthy, it's going to be a problem for the rest of the league. Uh, obviously, it's probably going to come down to Barcelona and Real Madrid, so the El Clasicos this year are going to be amazing, especially with Messi in this form. And you mentioned it as well, uh, Suarez and Griezmann scoring some goals. So if they get into uh, back into the swing of things and, and they're looking good and back to their old selves, it's going to be a really dangerous team. But Messi has done a lot for this team over the years. Uh, this season and maybe the end of last season, it seemed more so because of how... Uh, lacking Barcelona was it wasn't the same kind of side and even right now I mean I think they're getting better uh, as we go on but they weren't the you know the scary Barcelona that we know and and that's still you know it'll take time especially with new players new faces the Iniesta and Xavi's aren't around anymore and you know that's a that's a slow development or a progress that's happening over time but Messi you can't say anything about him Uh, you mentioned it already 12 goals you know, one more than than anyone else, and he has five less games. So that talks to uh, his talent level, and, and might not you know see anything like this ever again. It's a generational talent. Uh, but I definitely like Barcelona in this side. I mean, we could talk about the odds, but yeah, it's gonna be yeah. A yeah. I mean, look. I mean, we'll throw them up there on the screen right now. Barcelona minus one forty, Sociedad plus three thirty on the money line. I mean, I, I think I would take Barcelona in this. I, I feel pretty confident in saying that simply because of the rest that they're going to be getting. So if you see those odds now, they might change by the time this episode comes out. But if you can get Barca at minus 140, I think that's an easy choice there. Um, look, a spread, 
you know, it, the numbers at one, I, I kind of find it interesting. Barcelona's defense, again, they don't impress me that much overall and in general. Um, simply for the fact that, you know, they, they have guys back there. It's their biggest weakness, and, and we address it all the time. I know you and I talk about it all the time. Although they play fantastic over the weekend, they're still allowing in two goals like that. And when you have Mo- Martin Odegaard playing the way he's playing, the, the starlet that is finally looks like he's going to achieve, you know, somewhat of the potential that he has – um, it could be a difficult match. I do see Sociedad, you know, kind of keeping it relatively close because sometimes the score doesn't always indicate how well a team can dominate. Teams can dominate and only win by one. I think that's a possibility in this case. And when you see Barcelona plus 190, I mean, for, for minus one, do you, see, do you like that? Do you see them winning by multiple goals? I don't know if I like the spread at, mm-hmm. at plus, I mean, minus one for Barcelona. I think uh, I think you're right when in terms of their defense. If they're, if they're allowing goals to the likes of Mallorca and things like that, yeah. it's uh, it's kind of scary to think, you know, okay, we can keep a clean sheet or win. You know, I mean, they might win by more than one. I'm not saying that's impossible. And plus 190, you obviously get some decent money for a good Barcelona side. But I'd rather, just like you, probably just go for money line for Barcelona. Yeah. Odegaard has really been good. I think he has three goals, four assists so far. Really, like you said, getting up to his potential. Maybe we haven't seen the full extent of it yet. Sure. I like William Jose as well, a forward, Brazilian forward for them. He, in the past, you know, he has that quality, hasn't really shown it, but this year has seven goals already, so mm-hmm. he's playing well. And I think, you know, maybe they can catch a goal, especially because Sociedad is home, obviously. We, we have to mention that as well. So I can see that happening. I would personally stay away from the spread. Um, and, you know, even under the over-under is minus 182 yeah. for two and a half, so they, say, they think there's goals in this match. So I would probably stay away from the spread and just lean towards the money line for Barcelona. I think that's probably the smarter bet uh, in this match, at least. Yeah, I think I'm more confident with the over of two and a half goals, simply because I know that they haven't played that great defensively, but they're still getting the scoring output. Antoine Griezmann looks like he's a little bit more comfortable in La Liga, at least, because he's more familiar in that competition. I don't think there's as much pressure as there is in the Champions League, which is pretty much what they brought him for, because they need to get over that hump. But they're playing really well in La Liga. I like the over two and a half. I'm going to keep Barcelona money line. The spread, I don't know, was just a little too sketchy for me. Um, but if you're really confident in Barcelona, plus 190 is a pretty solid number to get after. But we're going to go over to Everton, Manchester United. Man, did we get these two wrong last week because I did not see this coming. This is why this is such a great sport because the unpredictability of it all. Everton sacking their manager, middle of the week. Uh, Manchester United all of a sudden beating Spurs. They dominated City. It's not even that they just got a win out of it. They literally dominated them. It doesn't matter if some calls went their way. United deserved the three points there. Now this makes for a very interesting match. We're going to get into the numbers right away. Money line, United's at minus 140. Everton plus 390, kind of high, considering uh, after they beat Chelsea like that. Uh, the spread again is at 1, plus 200 Manchester United, plus 115 Everton on plus 1. Who are you leaning towards? Who do you really like in this? I think I like Man U. I, I think they were very impressive. Don't forget, they also beat Tonham, so they had two good wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like I mean, you did mention that, but Over City was very impressive, and Rashford's looking really good so far. Ten goals already, matching his season total from last year. So. He's on fire, and, and that's what they need because they need the likes of their young guys, Rashford and Martial, to, to really produce because they don't have the you know their old names and really consistent strikers up there. But Rashford is kind of turning into you know the man of consistency, at least over the past few games, so we'll see if that keeps going. And Everton, I understand they were playing hot against Chelsea also and they're sure. against the new manager, and that's kind of an effect you see. Not all the time, but you, they did get it at least. They, they went out firing 3-1 win. Yeah. 
Uh, but I just like Manchester United, and even the spread here at plus 200 for minus one Man United, if they can keep form, this is probably one of their little you know bursts of form yeah. where they keep uh, some games. I mean, they win some games in a row, three, four games. They've won two so far, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but even at minus one, plus 200, I'm kind of mm. looking at that. Um, and even the money line, if you want to go safer, minus 140 isn't too bad. They're not huge, huge favorites. You know, it's not a you know minus 200 number sure. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the spread is interesting to, to me. I don't know about to you, but they're battling for a, a fourth spot. They're all, they're already up to fifth with 24 <laughs> points. It's close in that range. Yeah. Um, but they can get up there. And Everton's still at 14th, so they'll go out there and mm-hmm. you know try to win the game. But I like Man United. Uh, in this game, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I really trust Everton in this because, again, with Chelsea, they did sit Jorginho. I mean, that's a massive piece. We talk about it all the time on how people really underappreciate him. But I think if I'm going to lean towards a money line pick, I'd go towards Man United win here. I'm not fully confident in Everton repeating that. I think you could just ride high off of, you know, firing your coach. We've seen it happen multitudes of times, even Manchester United last year, um, even even the same with Chelsea as well. They do it all the time. Um, but again, it, to me, I think I'd rather stay safe with Manchester United here. The spread, I'm going to stick, stick away from it because I'm not that confident in that. So what are you officially going to go with before we head on out? Yeah, I mean, the safe pick is just Man United. Uh, I was wrong. They beat Ch- uh, City pretty handily, so I was wrong there. But the, the brave pick, if you want to go out there, I think they can go uh, nail the spread, minus one. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep with Manchester United there, money line. But when we come back, we're going to be talking to our friends from AccuScore. Stay tuned. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the free kick. We got our friends from AccuScore this segment breaking down a few matchups. Our first one is going to be Frankfurt versus Schalke. We saw Frankfurt go into Arsenal's Emirates Stadium, pick out a win there. They played pretty well. Schalke is a tougher opponent, though, and the Bundesliga has been very tight this whole season. Do you envision a scenario in which Frankfurt is able to pull out the three points against Schalke? We know how dangerous both of these sides can be. Uh, Schalke indeed is a clear favorite this time, both um, from the prediction point of view as well as uh, based on odds. But a year ago in the same matchup was um, other way around as uh, Frankfurt was the favorite and they won the game 2-0, or actually 2-1. Um, when we check um, accuracy of AccuScore predictions during the last five games uh, in this matchup, um, AccuScore has been predicting uh, that there's a home value in three of those uh, games and um, two has been correct so if there there has been side value in home team and um, you have bet um, on that uh, that's a way to make a few bucks yeah frankfurt's win over arsenal was a surprise although uh it tells more of a story of how bad arsenal was at the time with uh, unai emery's uh, final games at charge um, since then, Frankfurt has lost to Mainz on the road in Bundesliga 
and uh, also drew at home against Hertha Berlin and neither of those games were very good displays uh, from Frankfurt. Um, in Europa League they still have a chance to qualify their second in their group. They're gonna play on Thursday against Guimaraes at home so it might still weigh heavy on them uh, on Sunday come the time to meet uh, Schalke in Bundesliga. Um, Schalke on the other hand they last round they lost to Leverkusen 2-1 in a game that was very very even matched and uh, actually quite interesting matchup. Um, they are still fourth in the league so they're in good position and like you said they are a quality team and uh, have the chance to, uh, to actually beat Frankfurt quite easily in this game. Um, in the simulations uh, Schalke is winning with 56% probability, uh, the draw is 21% and then the remaining uh, is left for Frankfurt. So we think that Schalke will take the home victory on this one. It's going to be interesting to see if Frankfurt can pull out a victory there, but we know Bundesliga historically has a ton of goals in a bunch of different matchups. These two teams have the capability of scoring a lot of goals. Do you see a scenario in which this one hits the over easily or is there a scenario that you do prefer the under? Because again, we know a lot of matches against teams like this that are so close in the standings, they like to keep matches tight and they don't really hit the over in totals of three and a half or even two and a half. Is there a scenario in which it does go over though? When we think about total market, um, the total line in previous games have been fluctuating between um, 2.25 to 3.25 and uh, last two games there has been some uh, side value to bet under uh, one was correct one was push uh, and right now it looks like the total line will be uh, 2.75 so how do you see Tommy is this a good place to bet over as there has been quite a bit uh, goal scored in these uh, last games or Shall we wait if the line is moving a little bit um, further up, uh, maybe 3 or even 3.25 and then decide um, to bet the um, total mark? Yeah, I believe everyone would like to go for the, for the over in this case again. But uh, let's take a look at the numbers a little bit. Schalke is uh, only ninth if uh, we only count the home games in Bundesliga and Frankfurt would be the dead last if only the road games uh, would count. Uh, so that's something to take into consideration here. Um, Schalke is able to adapt their game very much. If they play against a, a tough opponent, they can play very defensively, look for the counter-attack. Um, or on the other hand, they can also attack uh, pretty much all in mentality. And that's probably something they're going to start with against Frankfurt. And then we might see uh, a goal or two to start the game with. Um, that being said, uh, in simulations, Schalke scores 2.26 goals on average, uh, while Frankfurt manages 1.31. Um, so the total average in simulations is about 3.5. And uh, depending on the line, of course, then it's 50-50 if it goes over or under. Yeah, Frankfurt and Schalke is going to be an interesting matchup, so we'll see if that total will go over in that. But Villarreal, Sevilla, Villarreal coming off a nice result against Atletico over the weekend. But again, uh, this one is going to be a real tough matchup. Do you see either of these sides covering the spread? 
Indeed, uh, Villarreal played a very smart game against Atletico and uh, got the nil-nil draw at home to, uh, to show for that. But uh, uh, they were able to keep Atletico away from scoring uh, opportunities for most of the game. Um, Atletico has had a lot of problems in scoring. So uh, it's a show that Villarreal was able to exploit their uh, opponent's weakness in there. Um, on the other hand, the home team did not produce either. They had a lot of the possession, but they squandered it with taking uh, a lot of improbable shots from outside the box and uh, just basically losing the ball uh, in the offensive end. Um, Sevilla is a better team than Villarreal for sure. Sevilla is now third, uh, while Villarreal is uh 13th and there is 12 points between them. Um, if you compare Sevilla to Atletico Madrid, uh, I think Sevilla might at the moment be even better uh, than Atletico, even if they do have the similar sort of scoring issues, uh, which is a bit surprising considering the, the players they have at their disposal. Um, Sevilla has only scored 20 times in 16 games. Uh, that's eight less than Villarreal. Um, also, uh, in the simulation, Sevilla is about 46% favorite, but the draw is very uh, likely result here. It's 30% uh, altogether. Um, I fully agree that um, draw is very, very good play in this um, matchup between Sevilla and Villarreal. Um, there are a few points that uh, is backing up this um, opinion. Uh, last three games uh, that these teams have played um, have been draws. 0-0-2-2-0-0 in last three seasons and also Akisko has predicted um, out of five last games uh, three to have some uh, side value by betting draw and out of those three two has been correct so by betting 10 bucks each um, you would end up having almost um, $90 in your pocket at the end. Overall accuracy has been also reasonably good um, out of five last games um, between these teams um, we have been correct in three so more than doubling your money especially with those few draw pickups there yeah let's see if Villarreal can keep that momentum going in that but I want to switch over to Sevilla now they've been in a little bit of good form as of late but do you see them potentially reaching their team total in this I know we like to stick to overs and unders total for the whole game but Sevilla to me is an interesting one how do you see this one playing out uh, total market um, in the past have been somewhere between uh, uh, 2.75 and 3 and that's how it looks like right now to be so if, if it's uh, 3 um, how do you see Tommy is this um, clear under um, as it has been in last um, game with 0-0 draw or um, how do you see the total? Yeah, Sevilla is very likely to play another solid game here. Uh, they haven't been clicking on the uh, offense at all, so they've taken a little bit different approach than usual, playing quite defensively uh, to make sure they're not uh, leaking goals either. Um, actually, taking a look at the numbers, there has only been 26 goals altogether scored in Sevilla's games. And then if we take a look at Villarreal, there's been 52 goals in the same amount of games. So it means there's been double the amount of goals um, in Villarreal's games than in Sevilla's. Um, it's hard to say which way it's going to go this time, but I think the home team is likely to take control and it would mean uh, quite a low scoring game. 
according to AccuScore simulations, Sevilla scores on average 1.26 goals uh, and Villarreal is left with 0.78. So the smart money would probably go to the under in this case. All right. Also going to be a lot of fun with all these matchups this weekend. Thank you guys so much from AccuScore.com. Everyone check them out at AccuScore on Twitter and check out their website as well. They have so many great information points that you could use to win some money on the weekends. But when we come back, we're going to be discussing some more top matchups throughout the Europe Top 5 Leagues. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to the free kick. Arsenal, Manchester City getting kicked off in the Premier League in England. I mean, look, we were stunned by what happened to Manchester City over the weekend. We don't know how much longer that's really going to carry over. They're looking fine in their Champions League spot so they can rest a few players and get back into it over the weekend because we know they are struggling big time in the Premier League. Gio, Arsenal... Struggling even more. This is probably the worst arsenal that we have seen in our lifetimes. It's just simply a disaster over there. We didn't see the trend of firing a manager and a team stepping up to play well with Arsenal after Unai Emery left. There's a whole bunch of issues at Arsenal, and I do not want any part of them in terms of betting, unless I'm going against them at this point. I understand City's struggling. But what do you really make of these two situations? I, I think I blame more city situations on the unfortunate uh, injuries to some of their players in defense. Um, you know, it didn't seem like they're able to get off on a hot start here, but they've done what they needed to do so far. Top four in the Premier League, top of their group in the Champions League. But Arsenal, man, I, I mean, I think that's the story that we're going to have to look at. Yeah, right? Arsenal's been a complete disaster all season long. You mentioned it, and that's why in our previous segment I mentioned before, not all teams get off to that, you know, oh, new manager, let's win a game start like Everton did. And, and Arsenal failed to do that. They lost to Brighton at home after the manager was sacked, so it's not like, you know, Emery leaving was was the big problem. And, and obviously that's the case with everything because sure. it's it's not always on the manager. It's kind of, you know, it goes both ways. So the players have to step, step up. It's not new manager automatic win. So they lost to Brighton. You know, it takes more than a new manager to get things done. Uh, and they're facing a Man City side who scores a lot of goals. They have the most goals in the Premier League, even though they're, you know, 14 points behind Liverpool, which is yeah. insane for me to think mm -hmm. of at this point. But you're probably right in terms of Man City. They're looking good for top four, and they'll probably secure that. I, I don't see them falling that far, you know, that much mm -hmm. uh, down the ladder because that would, that would be even more insane than just uh, being so far behind Liverpool at this point. Uh, so they should finish top four, and I, I'm also on board with, you know, I like to disagree with you, but I can't because Arsenal is uh, not looking good at all, and I can't see Pep really, you know, putting out another poor performance, you know, getting his guys to, to play bad again. That would mm -hmm. be very shocking to me. 
Um, I think Man City, even though away in this match, probably has enough to take care of it, even with the injuries. And you mentioned it also, the defense has really been the problem for them. Like I said, they still score goals. They just can't defend. They're letting in one or two goals every match. That's the big problem. You know, there was a draw to Newcastle a yeah. while back. Uh, and then, like, like we said before, they lost to Man United, which is a yeah. big loss. Um, but you, I don't think you can go against Man City in this game. No, I don't have an easy time going against Man City here. I think, I think I'd think i rather stick with them. I mean, look, Arsenal, we talk about bad, poor defensives. Uh, I mean, that is simply because City has had injuries. Arsenal is because they have no idea what they're doing. Playing David Luiz at the center-back position is just one of the dumbest things that I have possibly seen from a club. And, and it just didn't make sense. It didn't seem like they had a contingency plan over the summer. They spend £80 million on Nicolas Pepe, and then what do they do? They go and get David Luiz, who apparently by some reporters was their fifth or sixth choice at centre-back. I don't know how you allow that to happen. I don't even know how David Luiz even gets on the list of some of the centre-backs that you want. But nonetheless, here we are. Goals over under 3.5, over is minus 106, under is minus 116. I'm hitting the over on this. I, I think it's a very safe choice simply for the fact that I understand some of these like players on both sides are struggling a little bit to score, but they're both facing terrible defenses. Like Gazette Aboumier, you know, if they play Aguero, uh, Bernardo Silva in there, Sterling, Gabriel Jesus. I mean, there's so many guys that could put the ball on the back of the net that I would have a hard time going against this going under three and a half, right? Yeah, I think so too. Uh, over three, uh, three and a half is probably, you know, it's never safe because four goals is a lot, but look at the two teams that, yeah. that are they're playing. They're, 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 you know, really playing bad defensively like we've already mentioned a couple of times. Um, and I think City has something to prove. I don't think they want to win a game one nothing, 2 nothing. I, I really think they got to go out there and, and batter a team at this point, especially with the way they've been playing. Uh, and you mentioned it before, Champions League is kind of secured. Well, it is secured. <laughs> so uh, they don't really have anything to worry about in terms of that. So they could rest some guys and have a full lineup going into this game, uh, even though it's away. I, I just can't see a result where you don't get at least two a piece from yeah. each side or, you know, a three, one Man City win and whatnot. But mm -hmm. I do like Man City and the spread also a yeah. minus one for Man City is only plus 130. Um, if, if it was a little higher, I think I would have went for it. I, sure. I don't know. I might back away from the spread just because I don't want to risk it because even Arsenal at plus one is plus 165. And I could see a situation where they do lose by more than one. So, you know, you can go either way with the spread, but I think I like better uh, with what you said over three and a half in Man City. Arsenal haven't won a game in the Premier League since October. I mean, that's a massive problem for Arsenal. And this could be the match where they're like, you know, we need to get it turned around, turn the corner. Yeah. But I just don't see it. I, I, there's too much quality in Man City and not much quality in, in Arsenal defense. I mean, they have names, but they just haven't pr produced. David Luiz, Socrates, they just haven't I mean, gotten yeah, it Yeah, I mean, they're names. They're not, they're not even good players. I don't even remember the last time David... I mean, look, Mourinho and, and Conte made him look good. I mean, if you're a bad defensive player under those two guys, then, I mean... I mean, let's face it. But again, look, I, I think to, to finally wrap up on this game, I think the spread, if I'm going to go pick one, I think it's safer to go with Manchester City. Simply for the fact that they have more firepower. I'd rather trust their defense a little bit more. I, I think the goalkeeping in this isn't bad for either team, but when you're a goalkeeper under fire all the time, when your midfield playing poorly, when your defense is not marking well, I think that just spells doom for them. I, I think over a 3-1 scenario is something I see more likely in the outcome. 2-2 would kind of surprise me a little bit simply because Arsenal produced that much, not because City let in two goals. So I think it's definitely safer to go with the over 3.5. But if you, if you do 
find that Arsenal is just not a good team like we do, I think it would be safer to go with City with the minus one there at plus money. So I think that's easy to go with there. But we're going to be moving over to Italy now. Milan, Sassuolo. Milan has run into some pretty good form as of late. Sassuolo being their inconsistent self over the past few games. We saw that draw against Juventus. And then they just didn't play that great over the weekend again. But for Milan is a story here. Three goals over the weekend. They did allow two on and an own goal and a penalty. So, you know, judge that as you will. But three goals again, two from open play. This is a little bit more of a creative Milan, and they're finally starting to put away some of the chances here. We're going to toss up the odds right now. Milan money line minus 180 at the San Siro, as uh, we didn't mention yet. Plus 450 for a Sassuolo money line. Uh, the spread's at minus one. We'll get into that in a little bit. But in terms of just pulling out a victory, this could potentially be Milan's third straight. Do you see that happening? Because Sassuolo obviously isn't like very much here for a victory. Yeah, they're not favored at all. And plus 450 actually is pretty big for me. I know they're you know a little that bit uh, deep in the table right now, but they're scoring a lot of goals this season. And uh, they came off a 2-2 draw against Kaidi, who's right now you know in that top four uh, conversation. So that's a little bit surprising, but I also do agree with you. Milan's the favorite for a reason this game. Uh, they were pretty good in, at, against Bologna. Piontek got on the score sheet as well. So good for his confidence to see because, you know, are they going to start Leao or Piontek? That's something that we can discuss as well. Uh, I would like for me personally to see Piontek start. I think once yeah. you get a goal, you try to keep him rolling. We've seen him do it yeah. in the past, and he hasn't done it so far this season. So I, kinda, I think you kind of want to ride that wave. If it's a small wave and he crashes this next game, then whatever, you can try a layout or sub them in or whatnot. But I think you want to start with Piontek, at least me personally. Um, but I do like Milan in this in this sure. game. I think uh, home, they want to go on a little bit of a roll. They could catch, you know, Napoli. Who knows, especially if Napoli doesn't play Home well. The, they're all very close. That range that these two teams are in right now, that 8th, 7th, 8th, ninth yeah. spot, they're all within a couple points. So, you know, one win could make you jump over uh, several teams. Uh, but I do like... I do like Milan. The defense has been a, a somewhat better. Obviously, the own goal and the penalty might yeah. kind of, uh, you know, scatter that idea. and It, it might not correlate what I'm saying, but, sure. you know, I don't think that that's the biggest deal in this match. I think that uh, Milan is probably the favorite for a reason. I think they can go out there, and we'll talk about the spread too, but I think they should do it comfortably. I think they should uh, should be able to handle this. Well. Yeah, I think if they were to win, it's not going to be a comfortable 2-0, 3-0 game because they simply just don't have that quality over the 90 minutes in which you trust it. Because again, we talked about why they struggle so much to pick up points is because there's so many individual errors, so many individual mistakes, and we saw two more again this weekend. So, I mean, in terms of spread, you could see Sassuolo getting that back, and we know Milan have struggled against them. Domenico Berardi absolutely dominates Milan, even the Milan clubs too. It seems that Inter has done better, obviously, because they're just so good these days. But again, Berardi has the opportunity at times that he could just put goals galore on the score sheet during stretches. He started off hot again this year, seems to have cooled off just a tad. Maybe they're getting him at the right time. But for me, when you look at the spread again, I'm going to stick away from that. For me, over under two and a half goals, I like under two and a half for this match. Simply because, again, Milan is scoring goals, but some of the goals that they scored, like the bon Bonaventura goal, was such a fantastic, classy goal from him. Individual skill, you can't rely on that too much. 
But the Suso goal to Teo Hernandez is something that we're going to be seeing. And it seemed like Milan also changed the formation for a 4-2-3-1. So they provided all these attacking midfielders behind Piontek. It created more chances in general. So do you think they're going to be able to take advantage of that where they can do that? Because it was a five-goal performance that was the most they've scored this season. Do you see that happening again where it can get over that? Because that's at minus 150. I mean, I could see the over, and I mean, I, I did say I think Milan will win comfortably. Yeah. And what I meant was I kind of see a 2-0 win mm -hmm. for, for Milan in this situation. I do agree, though. You think about it, you kind of want to stay away from the spread because I mentioned before, Sassuolo is scoring goals. So you know, all they need to do is pull one back, and it's 2-1, and you, you, you know, your spread's kind of finished there. Uh, at, at minus mm -hmm. one, so you kind of, I think I would stay away from that as well. But I don't know. I'm just convinced that Milan is in this kind of run of form yeah. right now, and and they're making the most of what they have. That formation change did look good for them, so I you know maybe they'll they should use it more of going course. forward, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I do see them winning here. So and I do like the over because I like you mentioned also, Berardi has a history sure. of scoring against Milan. So the over, I think the over hits. I stay away from the spread. But I, I, like, uh, I like a Milan win regardless. I think that you know, a 2-1, even 2-0 win can happen. Sure. Uh, but for the over, I think it's more something like 2-1. But accurate scores are always hard to predict. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that as well. Simply because, again, individual errors are happening at a consistent rate for Milan. And that could spell goals for the other team. So I, I think you should look out for what formation is going to be played. If it's a 4-2-3-1 again for Milan, I think you would have to go with the over. But again... You never really know if Milan comes out with a more defensive lineup, then you could see that happening. But when we come back, we're going to be discussing some more of the top matchups throughout Europe. Stay tuned. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Everybody, welcome back to the free kick on the Sports Grid TV network. Valencia, Real Madrid. These two teams have been pretty impressive so far this season. Real Madrid, obviously, we've been on top of them. They've been so hot as of late. Valencia has been impressive. They have one of the more entertaining games of the season in the Champions League. Chelsea against Chelsea. If you guys didn't check that out, I mean, that was one of, one of the great games of the season so far. But Valencia is a pretty damn good team, and I, I think a lot of people kind of underrate them. And I know we've been on Real Madrid. They're really hitting their form as of late. I think a lot of La Liga teams outside of Atletico have been playing well. But we're going to look at some of the numbers here. Money line Valencia plus 220. Real Madrid plus 105. Again, the spread, another one there. Minus 150, Valencia at plus one, plus 280 for Real Madrid at minus one. So obviously the bookmakers are thinking this one's going to be a really close match. I do envision that as well. But Real Madrid, again, plus money with 105 for money line. For me, if I'm going to lean towards one of the two that we've had discussed so far, I would lean towards Real Madrid money line. What are you thinking? 
I'm also thinking the same thing, but I, I could see a draw happening. You mentioned Valencia's been great. Champions League games have been amazing as well from them. Nothing short of you know entertaining, scoring a lot of goals left and right. Uh, but I like some of their players. Parejo is really good. Uh, they have you know the likes of Rodrigo and whatnot. So they have the players that can do it. They are home also in this match, so that's why they're kind of getting some love there. Um, and Real Madrid isn't favored by you know three thousand because some some games you really have Real Madrid. Uh, feature, uh, favored by a lot, but plus yeah. one of five, you can get plus money. I would still toward, probably lean towards them. You know, they kind of have to keep the pace with Barcelona uh, if they want to win the title. And we've mentioned yeah. in prior episodes that we really are in Real Madrid, and we try to back them to win the La Liga title this season. But Valencia will probably keep this close as well. Although the spread really is enticing, though, because minus one for Real Madrid, you know, plus two eighty. So all you kind of need is a two zero three one. It is very hard to, to you know to think that, but Real Madrid at plus two eighty is something you know yeah. people might not be able to back away from. Um, but I I think I lean towards the money line for Real Madrid here at, at plus one hundred five. You can still get plus money. They're on the road. I understand that, but Valencia has been a solid team. The eighth place score a lot of goals also. So and you know Real Madrid's defense isn't always you know the most convincing yeah. thing in the world. Real it's kind is of prone to errors. Yeah, and it's kind of almost like a Barcelona thing where they, you know, they have the the players but letting goals with, you know, Varane back there and, and Ramos, but I like Real Madrid. It's it's tough for me to go against Real Madrid. Yeah, I don't know. I think again, money line, I think I would lean towards Real Madrid just because every time it might be a trap, maybe not, but plus money Real Madrid. I don't care if it's on the road or home. I really like them considering the form that they're playing in. Um, in terms of the spread, I think I'm going to just stay away from this one because Valencia, again, you talked about how well they play against some of the top teams. They lost to Barcelona, but still, the way they're playing in the Champions League, they're at home against Real Madrid. We talk about all the time some of the trends that you see in Europe when, when these teams that are pretty good clubs like Valencia play against teams like Real Madrid and you know Manchester United, the Man Cities of the world, the top clubs. They play up to their level. And so I think that's something I'm going to be looking forward to and seeing. I don't really see Real Madrid dominating this, where it's a, a 3-0 or a 3-1 game. I think if it's 2-0, it's a late goal towards the end. But, but you know, I wouldn't rule out 2-0. I do see that happening. But, again, I, I see it more of like a 2-1 kind of matchup. So, for me, I'm, I'm a little scared of touching the spread there. I do understand when you look at it, it's plus money. We're going to put it up again. Um, I, I just I just don't know. I think I would be more comfortable with Valencia covering that. And I, and I think I would lean towards their direction. For me, Real Madrid isn't going to absolutely dominate if they win this matchup, but I think they win it handily. It's not going to be one of those where they're getting so many shots on goals or so many shots. Um, you know, I think Marcelo is going to have a nice game pushing up and creating a little bit. But again, you, you mentioned it. They're susceptible to errors all the time. As great as Sergio Ramos is, how many times do we see him getting a yellow card or a red card for something so stupid that he shouldn't be doing? And I think you could potentially see that. And the way Valencia plays at home, they play everybody tough. I think I would lean towards Valencia covering and, and, and Real Madrid pulling out a win. I wouldn't be scared of a draw, though. I think a, a draw could be in play here as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Valencia's only lost once in our last uh, eight games overall. And we've mentioned the Champions League performances, and they've drawn against the likes of, you know, the top teams in the league right now, Atletico Sevilla. They've beaten Bilbao, who's uh, who's always a solid team and hard to play uh, against. But the only big team they've lost, we've mentioned, yeah. is Barcelona. And that's kind of a thing where a lot of teams lose to Barcelona, so it's not a huge shock. But I think you're right, though. Valencia will probably keep this close. I, I mentioned the spread before just to mention it to you guys, but I, I would also stay away with it, uh, stay away from it. Sorry, I don't think that 
Uh, plus 280 is very, you know, enticing. It, it kind of tries to lure you in there and try to put it in. Uh, but Valencia, I think, really does play teams home. I wouldn't even be scared of the under, I think, in this sure. match, an under two and a half. Uh, it's probably yeah. going to be decent. Uh, for me, I think it's going to be close. It could be a draw in the end uh, or a shutout win for Real Madrid. I think it'll be very, very close. It might be a scrappy game defensively. Sure. Uh, from both sides, but I think um, I, money line. I'm still leaning towards Real Madrid, but I also I do agree. You kind of I think you stay away from the spread, play it safe. Yeah, yeah. I again, if I'm going to be leaning towards anyone in terms of spread, it's going to be Valencia. I, I I just don't like Real Madrid to just dominate like that. But again, there is we've seen it in the sport week to week. I mean. Who knows? Real Madrid can come in here, absolutely dominate, and you'd be like, where was that Valencia that we've been talking about that plays up to teams? I mean, that could very well happen, but if I'm going to lean towards anything, I'd be more inclined to lean towards Valencia covering, and if I have to pick a winner, because I always like to pick winners, probably be Real Madrid. I wouldn't be completely stunned, though, if Valencia does pull off a win. I'm just saying, because they do play that well, and 220 is a pretty good number if you wanted to jump out and get that. But we're going to be moving on now. Fiorentina, Inter. Inter, again, two more points ahead of Juventus. I know it's a little bit early in the season, and we know Juve have dominated for so long. But they finally slipped up. Inter took advantage of it. They had a tough draw against Roma over the weekend. Fiorentina, I mean, this is borderline disaster right now. We really don't know how many days Vincenzo Montella has left at this club. And, and simply, it seems like Chiesa's on his way out, potentially to Inter. We don't know yet. We'll see what happens in January, even come June. Um, but as of right now, Inter's just on the much better form. Fiorentina, one of the worst forms in Serie A at the moment. Uh, I mean, where are you leaning here? I, I think this is an easy Inter win, but how easy? It might not be easy just for the fact that Montella's job is on the, on you know, he's hanging right there he might be <laughs> falling off a cliff soon that's he, he might be uh, let go very soon i mean some very very bad bad losses to hellas verona leche you can't lose against those teams i think the leche loss was at home you can't lose at home to, yeah. to the likes of those teams that are battling for you know staying alive out of the relegation zone so i think that's very tough this this game also is in uh, florence it's going to be a fiorentina home game but Inter is, is that team now with Conte. It's a different animal. You, you, yeah. they, they have to stay ahead of Juventus. They have to take advantage of this. I mean, even think about it. They, they could have slipped up by drawing Roma and, and Juve beating Lazio. I was completely wrong about that uh, in our last episode. Um, but Lazio beat Juventus, so that point was another point for, for Inter. And you yeah. mentioned now they're two points clear. You never know where this goes on from here. Uh, Juve hasn't looked that great recently. Yeah. Uh, but Inter has been amazing. I think uh, the likes of Lautaro and Lukaku, we've, we've talked about them many times. But yeah. Lautaro, for me, is really, Lautaro Martinez has really surprised me. I didn't see this coming. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe he has 10 goals or something like that. So he's he's up there. Um, obviously, no one's near Immobile, but that's fine. That doesn't matter in this situation. I think Inter win here. And you can get plus money, plus yeah. 105 for a first-place team against one of the worst teams in the league. Um, and Fiorentina's only on plus 250. So I... It's hard for me to even think about taking Fiorentina yeah. in this game uh, just because I would want a way high, like plus 400, something like that, with the way they've been playing. Sure. So I think they're respecting them a little bit too much for me personally. I think Inter plus 105 is where you go. Yeah, I know. that, that That's what I'm thinking too. I, I think this one is pretty easy. Even the spread, minus one, Inter plus 290, give me that as well. 
because I, I feel more confident in this game than anything. Simply for the fact that I, I think the odds makers are thinking, okay, Inter has this game against Barcelona this week. There, there is a chance that they might be a little bit fatigued. But we know Antonio Conte. He is going to play his guys as much as he can until they absolutely burn out. Whether or not that's smart, that's for a different debate. But this is exactly what he does. And defense, you could play it in every single match, right? Defense doesn't really get worn out. We know how prolific the attack has been. They played well against Roma. They could have had two to three goals against them and ecked out a win there. But their defense is just so damn solid. And I don't understand how Fiorentina is supposed to be able to break that attack. We saw them in free fall at the end of last season where they almost got relegated. They didn't get a win in their last 13 matches. They haven't gotten a win in their past four matches. So what makes us think that they're all of a sudden going to be able to turn the corner against Inter, somehow get a point for them? I just don't see a scenario in which that happens. And I think they're just favoring Fiorentina too much. And then when you go to the over-under now, look, under two and a half goals at plus 102, I, I don't see a scenario in which Inter actually only gets two goals in this. Only because their attack is so potent and Lukaku really steps up against these more mid-table clubs. He, we know he has a history of struggling against the better teams in leagues, but this is a match where I think he can dominate. He can actually bag two goals in it, whether it's Martinez getting a third or something like that. I don't see a scenario in which Fiorentina scores. I really don't. I think Inter's defense is that good. And Donovich has been on fire. And for me, I think I'm going to ha hammer the over, the spread for Inter, and the money line. I just don't see a scenario in which Fiorentina shows up. I could be dead wrong and look like an idiot after saying all of this. But for me, my money's on Inter. Yeah, for me too. But I think the only thing you really area you have to worry about for Inter, I think uh, we haven't mentioned yet, is their midfield. midfield. Yeah. Well, you know, the Senzi's still out, Barella's out. So that hurts them a little bit. We've seen them have to depend on the likes of Borja Valero and Vecino. Vecino's been pretty good for them, actually. So I'm, I don't want to, you know, put anything on his yeah. name that I shouldn't be talking about. But Borja Valero is not, you know, he's not the... Valero of old, that was with Fiorentina, who was a decent player. He's getting up there. Yep. Um, so their midfield is a little bit to be worried about. But, okay, Fiorentina gets sure. by their midfield, do they get by the defense? Probably not. Uh, you know, you, we keep mentioning, but if you have the likes of Godin on the bench, you don't even have to use him. Imagine starting him with the likes of Skriniar and De Vries. I mean, it's, how is Fiorentina going to score one goal? No, let alone, let alone uh, one or two to get a win. You know, maybe they can scratch one, but I, I also agree with the over. It's it's at minus 126. It's not that bad, actually, uh, minus 126 for a matchup like this. Yeah. I also think you're correct here. They're kind of favoring in the, the, the midweek and Champions League, thinking, you know, that obviously need to get a win. But it's not like they're facing someone big and then coming into the Serie A and playing, you know, Juventus. They're playing Fiorentina. Yeah. So it's a, a very different situation. Um, I, I, I think I, you have to nail all, all three of them as well. I mean, I, I'm trying to find a way to disagree with you to give you guys some something to look at and that's different, but it's, it's hard. And you get plus 290 for minus one inter. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's plus 300. That's almost triple. That's insane. You got to jump all over that when you can. And I think you're right. Lukaku can easily bag a hat trick of his own here. Uh, whether it happens or not, we can't control that outcome, but he has a favorable matchup. Uh, scores like if if we if you if you yeah. want to find a goal scorer, Lukaku and Lautaro has got to be the way to go. They've been scoring all the goals for this team throughout this season, so I would be confident in picking one of them if you guys can get some decent odds on there. 
Uh, and, you know, I think Fiorentina also plays Roma next, if I'm not mistaken. So, Montella could be on his way out. It's hard for them to beat any of these two teams. Yeah, no, and, and for me too, I, the, the thing that I don't understand is that somehow Fiorentina is supposed to rally around him. He is not a guy that has a lot of high character and emotion, just like Antonio Conte does, right? Because this is why I love Inter and Conte. Because the odds makers are thinking, hey, Inter's not really going to step up this week. They're going to take their foot off the gas a little bit. No, 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 no. That's the exact opposite of what Conte does. And that's why I'm expecting a big dominant match from Inter into this. So I'm liking all three of those, including the over two and a half. This is Inter's game to dominate. I think they're going to dominate. So just really quick to clarify, you are going all three of those. Yeah, I'll go with all three. I, I, have, not, I have no problem picking all three. And I, I really like minus one. I mean, that's yeah. it's a lot of money you guys can make off just a two-goal differential for, for Inter. you got to go with it. Yeah, and that's something that you're going to have to look out with Inter in these coming games. But when we come back, we're going to be discussing Inter's odds for the Scudetto. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to our final segment, Martino Puccio, Gio Cozzolino. We were just talking about Inter and how dominant they've been in Serie A, but we're talking again about their odds. I know Juve has been dominant. They win the league seemingly every single season this past decade, but Inter now, very interesting. They have a two-point lead so far for the Scudetto race. We just talked about how we should expect them to dominate against Fiorentina. Juve is slipping. They're not playing that great, but still only one loss on the season. I just wanted to talk about the odds for the Scudetto. We'll toss them up now. Inter plus 200, Juve minus 190. Now, if you love Inter to win the Scudetto, Gio, is now the best time to jump on them before the odds change? Yeah, absolutely. And at plus 200... You think about it, if they keep getting one or two points at a time also, it's not like they need to go up by 10. The more they start winning, the more the paint, uh, distance that they get from Juventus, the, these odds are going to start shooting down because they're going to start becoming the favorite. We're almost halfway through the yep. season. You know, We're a couple of weeks away from the winner champion, winner crown. We're with a halfway mark. So I think you want to go for Inter plus 200 now. If you really think they're going to win it, you go for it. Um, and Juve is at minus 190. Think about it. If Inter goes up a little bit, you can get even higher odds for them. But minus 190 compared to prior years where Juventus has been winning nonstop and pretty handily. You know, Napoli's gotten up there a couple of times and yep. not, you know, failed towards the end of the year to really put pressure on them. Besides maybe one season out of the past few. This is few. probably the lowest their odds yeah, have been exactly. since that game where Koulibaly scored the goal. Exactly. Where they, where they thought it might have been over with. But again, yeah. I mean, but what about even sticking with Juve at this at minus 190? Because that isn't the worst thing in the world either, right? Because you're banking on Juve to just win the league again at yeah. minus 190. And I still like them at, at minus 190. Yeah. And I still think that they have time to turn around. I mean, of it's Juventus. Course. And Ronaldo's been playing like... 
like crap. Let's just be honest. He's been paying very bad, and someone of his uh, of his level is not going to want to you know put that on his name, of whether course. he wants to leave or not. You don't know what's going just on. Just lost another battle. But, exactly. You don't want. He doesn't want to do that, and I feel like this is the time for him to turn things around and yep. get Juventus back on track, and sure. Dybala and him can team up and really get this done. You know, it, it's a two-point distance, guys. It's not like they're, you know, 10 behind. So even if you, you know, you're confident in that, hey, Juventus is Juventus. They're going to take it again. You probably take them at, at minus 190 now while you can get a decent number on it. Yeah, and even if you love Inter, same thing to play devil's advocate. If you love Inter in this, now's probably the best time to jump on it because, again, if they do go up by another three points, five is a sizable gap. Those odds will change by a decent amount. So Inter plus 200 if you want to jump on that. Juve minus 190. Guys, thanks so much for watching. Next time we'll be back on the Sports Grid TV network.